Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are here because you have clicked on part two of the Travis Alabanza extravaganza. Here comes the second half of it. Um, if you haven't heard part one yet, go back to your feed, click on part one, listen there. If not, take it away. I'll get out of the way. I'll shut up, shall I? Well, I'm not going to shut up because I'm going to talk again now. Listen, see? The age when I said I was trans was different to when I think looking back, I like knew I was not like maybe as simple as what I thought my gender was, but like, I, cause obviously yeah. I didn't come out, like I didn't try and address the first time and then regurgitate a Judith Butler essay. Like it took some time. <laughs> 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 yeah, like I was 19 when I started like being like, okay. I mean, I thought I was a trans woman at first. I thought I was like ready to like look a certain way and do that. And then I met this person in, in California actually which is so cute. God, I sound like a cliche, don't I? But I met this <laughs> met this person in California and I remember we were doing like, it was the first time I'd been told about pronouns. And I was like, they were like, before we hang out and do this event, we all go around and say our pronouns. I was like, what the, what the fuck's a pronoun? And then this person said, mm-hmm. um, oh, by the way, just to let you know, I use them, they as a pronoun. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What, what do you actually mean? Like, that doesn't make sense. And the person was like, well, it, it does. I like, don't really like have gender on me like it's just not a big deal for me and it really messed with my head like I was like Uh. I was like that doesn't make sense that's not it like you can't possibly what and I messed up a lot and I was and then I realized that they pulled this person who I'm always thankful for they paused and they said um they said why is it messing you up so much like what's it tripping up and then they asked back they said is it tripping up something in yourself and my, I just burst into tears. I might have had a spliff, oh. but I did just burst. I just burst into tears. I was in California. I did say, you know, so I was, I was burst, you know, into tears. Yeah. And I realized that there was like this tension that I was holding because I was trying to decide what I was. And suddenly wow. when I realized that I didn't need to, like, I was like, wait, it can just be nothing. I can just be me. I can just be Travis. Mm. I can void it. My whole body like dropped, you know? So like a physical thing, physical feeling. Absolutely. Like I felt a tension, you know, I still felt it then. And I was like, because I was just so fixated on like, am I this? Am I that? Do I need to look Mm. like this? I'm definitely not this. So I must be this. And I really just was jumping between the two every day. Like, okay, I'm definitely not a man, but like, that means I must be a woman. Definitely. And I was trying to come up with all these words. And then I was like, wait, huh? Like, don't need mm. to. Because we're so, I mean, our society just is so desperate for us to be, 
to be to, to claim us in, in every mm-hmm. way you know mm-hmm. we were just talking the other day about clothes and about wh- why is it that you know chris and i both buy sometimes uh, girls clothes and mm-hmm. you know and, and because we like girls pants or whatever not panties pant- uh, trousers yeah. you know <laughs> and things because we both love a, a leisure wear item and like yeah. that thing of like when you go up to the or like when you're on a rack and your son says oh that's the ladies and you're going to go oh why mm. do you know what I mean why yeah. even if and also maybe you were buying it for a girlfriend but there's still mm. this weird sort of kind shame. of barrier Be- yes, sh- a barrier of people shame. attach shame to it many, so, to mm. many things many barriers and to many things and it's, it's uh, yeah and it's funny because it like when you're talking about the burger thing and how you just carried on because no one else reacted which is sometimes your signal to yes. help you go oh okay i should be reacting because other people and no one was sticking up for you which is shit like it's it's really interesting because i it's not the same experience at all not as harrowing at all but it i think it's rooted in shame as well like where i remember being when you were telling that story about the burger i remember when i was a kid and i was about 12 and this guy i went to school with came up to me and he said why can't you just walk like this and started walking for me like saying like because you don't walk like a man basically like you walk I rather like my walk. Actually, I, I didn't, but now I do. And and I didn't say anything. And I was like, I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And and then I wrote it in a script. And so many people have said, oh, that's the bit I love. And I was like, oh, I hadn't even really thought about that. But I think these tiny moments are to mm-hmm. do with shame and the signals that you're you take in from the world that you just don't even notice them. And I think it's the same with clothes as well. Yes. Like, why are you feeling shame in the women's section? Mm-hmm. It's literally like the whole thing is a construct. Yeah. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. My dad literally said to me, why can't you be the same as everyone else? <laughs> and and uh, I remember thinking, oh God. And then I met, and then it's been, a, you know, a, a sort of li- incredibly liberating thing to think, well, the, you know, the thing that makes me interesting is that I'm not the same as everyone else, you know? And that's, Something I did kind of realize early on, but I couldn't. But what also made me realize I couldn't be the version of me that is that around him. You know, he wanted me yeah. to be the same as he wanted me to think that I was just like the same as I was. I was to me. He wanted me to disappear, really. But mm. the idea that hmm. that what I always say this to, to young actors actually as well when I'm endlessly acting. You know, what's your advice for a young actor? Be yourself. Try and people will try and box you in, and mm. and, and 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 you know, and try and make you a type. And, uh, and, and the thing is, the most interesting thing about yourself is you and your experience. So try mm. and hang on to that and try and be the authentic you. It's very difficult, and especially when you're young and especially when you're starting out in the showbiz because they want you to be like a something type part of the blood, you know. Mm. But actually try and remember that. And you, you can see it. You can just see it when you just look through pictures of people and, and artists and things like that. You see the ones that are like, oh, I see, they're that kind of, they've gone down that route. And here's someone who's like, what, what's, what's, what's their thing? They look interesting. I, I always giggle at like that with schools because I always feel like it's the kids who were treated as the weirdos at schools are always the one who the school then asked to come back and give a speech because <laughs> they, they, they were the interesting ones. Of those, Travis. <laughs> no, I say, I've said no. Really? No, I'm not ready. I think that really go on. I think that there's too much. One, I'm still really fucking young. Um, like how you know, old are you? I'm 25. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah. So wow. like, I'm like, if you're asking me back now, like, wait on. I'm not done yet. Like, come on. Hopefully, like, but you know, in my head, I've, I'm not where I want. Like, I've got so many things I'm on my list of like where I want to be. But also, 
because I'm only 25, I still really remember school. And I'm like, uh, yeah. and I'm like, I only started therapy two years ago. We're going to need about four more years on that one before we can go back. <laughs> but like, too soon. Yeah, it's yeah. too soon. And I think that like, I think sometimes, you know, I need to get to a point where I'm not bitter about some of the schooling experience so that I can come yeah. back and be giving and generous to young people yes. that have no idea what you went through whenever. But I think mm. for me, you know, I first learned about how much the world will want you to edit yourself at school, you know? Mm. And I need to like shed that out before I come back and go and I was at this school and now you can buy my book where I slag off this school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, how, how do you feel about <clears throat> the whole, um, what's it, intellectual violence, I suppose you'd call it, of this whole turf thing that's going on right now? That's a good question because I actually am not asked it as much as, I think because I'm never in, I don't go to those debates anymore. You know, I don't go to them. I don't buy into it because I saw that there was no air left in any of the room. I saw mm. that like, we weren't getting anywhere. I mm. think how I feel about it is that I think so often we focus on these like roundabouts of words and definitions and places and we forget that behind all these intellectual conversations there are trans young people that are needing to access resources to feel safe and heard and yeah. that's all I care about and you know I've had turfs pro they all protested burgers they all showed up at Edinburgh Fringe and protested my show they all stood outside they did yeah Bristol they actually go out and protest yes and... they were all we had hecklers we had everything and you know that what, saying they're saying i'm a radical feminist and i'm protesting your show they, I mean, yeah well they just don't really like me so <laughs> you know you'll probably get it with this as well like they're probably hello hi if you're here you know it's like standard you know thanks for listening I, please rate I, and subscribe yeah i didn't realize it was that oh active i just thought it was a bunch <clears> of kind of you know well, this is the issue, and I think I think this is what's hard. Is like I don't even use the word turf anymore, right? Is that because I don't even want to give it this feminist label? I think it's like a mm. really well organized hate group. But because we've created this kind of way of calling it this like version of feminism, we've almost softened yeah. what's actually happening. And I yes. think you know it's interesting because we're talking them in different locations, but most of these groups, these the anti-trans groups, are funded by the same white nationalist groups that fund things in the deep south in the US. And really? I just think that it's gotten to a point now where it's actually dangerous, it's boring, and it doesn't, there's no, there's no, I would engage if I saw that there was a desire to meet somewhere together. Yeah. But mm -hmm. actually, I don't see any of that desire. So what I say is that none of this, trans people have always been here. We've always yes. existed. We're mm -hmm. not going anywhere. So we have to find a way that your existence doesn't want to stamp out us. Yes. But yes. also, the main thing I think about is fear. I think that so often when we're afraid of things, right, that instead of going to the core of what we're afraid of, it's easier to create something that we can grab at. You know, like horror movies, right? They never make the actual, the, the show is always an allegory, right? It's always a thing to describe the actual thing that the filmmaker's afraid of. And yes. so for me, I think trans people have became that thing. Instead of yes. saying, I'm afraid of male violence, I'm afraid of actual danger in public space, I'm afraid of the lack of resources that are going to women's health shelters, I'm afraid of what's happening to public resources to like women's aid. Instead, we're going to go, let's blame it all on this group of already marginalized people and just make yes. them the thing, you know? Mm. 
Yes. The feminist part, to me, what I just can't understand is, so feminism is about equality, right? It's about wanting to be, women to be treated equally with men. So at its very core, the whole notion of feminism is about just, just equality. Yes. Mm. And so to not be able to, the, 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 the mindset that cannot, isn't amazed like I am by the fact that you're not, those people are not saying that trans people are equal as well. Yeah. It's just, it blows my mind. Just, it's just, I just cannot, why can't they see that? And even more than that, I feel like not only does feminism feel like, you know, I was raised by just my mother and I was raised in a house where my mum is a proud and bold feminist. And the thing I learned really clearly from a young age was not only it's about equality, I felt like from an early age, it was my mum teaching me that it was also about her bodily autonomy. It was about her saying like, this is my body mm. and I can do what I want with it. And that I, you know, I remember when my mum like had armpit hair, you know, and that was like a thing, you know, and like, yes, yes. and that was a huge thing of feminists saying, I can grow this hair and I'm still just a woman. And for me, that's yeah. where the logic doesn't work out. Because transness at its centre is people saying, I deserve to be able to do what I want with my body and say, this is who I am. And to me, that feels the most feminist thing, that I should be able yeah. to have these, not be reduced to my parts, basically. Mm. Doesn't that feel like what yeah. we all want, like to be more than mm. our body parts? Like, um, I wanted to ask if you, so you're talking about, you know, people picketing outside your shows and stuff, but do you feel that the media sometimes make out like more people have a problem with it? than actually do as well because like you know I, I feel like sometimes people ramp up the numbers but yeah. am I wrong I feel like I don't know anymore because I feel like I'm in mm. order to stay happy and caring about the obsession they had with us made me then in turn obsessed with myself again like in my transness whereas I felt like mm. I was at a place where it was just another part of who I was like in my day-to-day -day life it wasn't this everyday thing that was being brought up so in order yeah. to kind of keep that vibe, I really had to stop keeping tabs. But right. I do think that what I will say that is quite sad, I guess, is that I used to think that. I used to think that it was a small amount of people. And then I remember a member of my like family who had, you know, I've been wearing dresses for 10 years. I've been doing this for a while, you know. No one was really up in my face when I was doing it. And I've been using the word trans for like seven years now, six years now. No conversation. My family, have luckily, are so chill. And mm. I remember just last year, a family member, not a close one, but still one, who had never mentioned it before, suddenly was, like, worried about toilets. And suddenly was worried about me and toilets. And suddenly was wondering where I was going to pee. And I was like, mm. oh, wait, you've not had a you've not had an issue. And then when I, I, you know, I asked, I was like, what's coming up for you? Like, what? where's this coming from? Like... I've been peeing for a while now too. So like I've been using the toilets for a while. What's coming up? And yeah. it was just headline after headline, but as their own opinion. And that's when I started to be like, okay, I need to dip because mm. this isn't the vibe I need. And, no. you know, then that's you start when walking. Those things, Matt, that's when those things start to, you know, permeate those stupid messages. And if you say, you know, that's what's like the right wing in, 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 both, well, both, you know, those two big things, Trump and Brexit are, are yeah. two huge examples of how you mistruths or just lies repeated often and often and often enough become yes. the very in the very DNA of a nation's belief. And, and that's shocking. And if it was true that we were everywhere, you would see us in Parliament. There's no trans out trans person right. in Parliament. The Guardian has not had a trans columnist write for them in over 14 months. When I wow. was at the South Bank Centre, 
the South Bank proudly was saying, even though it's not something to be proud of, I don't think, but I was the first X, Y, Z in this space. Every single second that trans people are doing things, they're all these big claims. Even though I know it's all cycles, in the 80s, the 70s, we know there were so many trans people that were using different words there. But if trans people were really in everyone's spaces, it would be reflected in our economic position. But it's it's just yeah. not, like, you know, it's just not yeah. what's going on, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Ways to go. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, I'm changing the subject now. Thank you. <laughs> do you um um do you have a partner, Travis? No. I've been going on these dates with these indie boys, I know. How's that been going? Oh, yeah. Um Do you know what? Well, the one in the farm wasn't <laughs> the farm one. If you're listening to this, I hope he's not listening to this. But <laughs> if he's listening to this, it, it was me, not you. Uh, but <laughs> they're going all right. You know, I, I'm I'm like newly on the dating scene again. For a while, I like etched it out, and I'm trying mm. to go again. And it's like it's nerve wracking, isn't it? I don't know. Are you both? Oh. Are you both wedded up? We're both wedded, wedded up. Yeah. Oh, you know, old. I I. <laughs> We all spent many years getting into many scrapes and it doesn't get any easier, does it? No, I feel like it's like, I'm not nervous on stage. I'm not nervous here. I'm not nervous on these things. Going before a date, I get so mm. nervous. <laughs> it's so well, scary, that's it, why. What, what is it? What is, can you try and... I'm like quite confident about like a lot of things about myself, God, but I'm not confident about romance or my appearance or those kind of things. And so when mm. I'm going on a date, I, I like my inner voice goes like, um, and I'm trying to do this new thing where I don't get drunk on a date, you know, like I'm trying to do this thing where like, okay, like we'll only get drunk on a second date. Like, mm-hmm. the yeah. first, you know, yeah. if we can make it first sober, then we can have the reward of getting bladdered. Um, <laughs> but sometimes I'll be like, oh, that first date wasn't great, but I bet they're fun bladdered. So then I'll go on the second date. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like it's... Um it's a shame to hear you say that because you are like one you're gorgeous two you're the most fun person who it would anyone in the world would be lucky to have a date with you and yeah. i think but all your you past know. projections come up in it you know like i was in a relationship for quite a while or it felt like a while it was like a while in my 20s you know in your 20s i think you should be like moving yes. quick you know and i was not yes. moving quick in one and i think that all it takes is one to like stick you in the bit of the mud and you're like shit mm-hmm. um but no, but I like, I like the thing I like about dating in Bristol rather than London is London, you know, you're a small fish in a very big tinder pool. Mm. Here, <laughs> here, if someone's like kind of thing is like this, 
are not going to find one quite quick, like round on the, you know, in the Bristol farms. So I have really just found that my niche at the moment is definitely indie boys that like may have might, like might have had one hit in like Southwest musical culture six years ago. That's like the, <laughs> that's who I found and I'm latching on and I'm staying on tight. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting into going to old record shops and buying hits from six exactly. years ago. <laughs> You're scanning the covers. <laughs> He'll do. Exactly, exactly. I, I love it. I just love this indie boys. I let you, hope they listen to this. It'll be like, like a line. They probably will. Yeah. You know, like I don't really talk to them about work. I try and not to like, do work things with them. This isn't work though. This is just I'm going to chat. So maybe it'll meet the boundary. But I bet yes. if I told them I was... They're, they're probably already listened to this podcast, don't they? Really, let's be fair. <laughs> what is it? So. What is it about them that is your catnip? Why is it indie boys I, from bad? I just want to make it clear that it is not my type until literally the last two months. <laughs> oh, really? No, yeah. Like I, honestly, like I think it's this like coming back Bristol. I've only date like none of my previous partners were were like these like rocker kind of indie boys. And then coming back to Bristol, I think, do you know what it was? When I grew up in Bristol, all of my friends were like a bit like that. And, uh. the, you know, they were all straight and I was like trying to figure out my queerness. So I had to like, da, da, da. And I think there's something in coming back and being like, well, now look, I'm like being able to like be with these boys too. And like, da, 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 da. I don't know. Yes. What was, what were you, um, what were the boys that you dated like before? What was your type before? It's all quite different, but like, you know, my last relationship was another queen like I'm very queen for queen I'm yeah. like uh you know I'm I'm very like the yeah my past two relationships were other like gender non-conforming people like me whatever words you want to use for it um mm. and that was really important for me like I felt like um you know I've, da- I've dated all kinds like I, I dated like a not fussy <laughs> no. <laughs> do you know what it is I don't really care as long as like as long as they can make me laugh and as long as they've like got a good spirit and they're like spontaneous. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. for me, it's about no, that. Like, totally. can you just do that? And like, I think, you know, I went through the phase of dating like the undercover boys that don't want to like be seen with you and they're still trying to figure mm. it out. You know, I did all of that. And then I went the mm. other way and dated like, you know, the super like we're out there, we're going together, like queen for queen vibe. And um, now it's just like, will you take me to Rough Trade uh, music store? And uh, oh. give me my give Show me my old records. yeah give me my music education. <laughs> oh. you, you said you said a um a really pertinent thing that um I remember you saying that you may not remember saying um but you said um about dating and like people you're dating experiencing harassment as a byproduct of being with you and you having to feel responsible for that and I selfishly stupidly never considered that yeah. you know. Yeah. that you feel responsible. Yeah, that was a big issue, like, on my last kind of person I was dating for a bit, is that, like, you know, we were having all this fun inside, we were going to these dinners and dates, and he was like, wow, this is easy. Like, I don't know why I was so worried about, like, being with someone that, like, you know, not, he, I feel like that was what's going on in his head, projection. Mm. And, um, you know, all this fun, and then we went out, and it actually happened recently, yeah, we went out, well, like, recent pre-lockdown, so, like, February, I guess. We went out for um, walking from our dinner, and then, you know, I could tell it was the first time he had ever pe- had people look at him like that, you know, and then someone kind yeah. of gave him like a bit of a kissing of the teeth and like a, you know, something under the breath, who knows what it was, mm. something uninventive, like faggot. 
um, which is such mm. a bad one because I love I love being a fag. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, come up with something better, babe. But uh, you know, yes. and I realized that he. I, I said I was like, is that you know, is that is that all right? He's like, I just never have had that. And I think it is that you know sometimes, you know, I think gender. I know we're talking about it a lot, but God, we're hearing it. But like gender, I think is about honesty. I think when people can see people being honest in their gender, it ruptures other people that have hidden so much about their gender. And mm. so sometimes when someone's in relationship to you, they realize that that might also force them to be honest with themselves, mm-hmm. with the surroundings, with the world. And I used to make that about me, but now I'm like, only if you're ready. Like this is an honest space. So it's not about, I, you, you could internalize that and make that about you, but instead I'm like, no, 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 that's boring. It's so boring to make it a thing that's wrong with you. Instead, yes. it's like, are you ready to be honest? And honesty brings danger sometimes because our world is told not to be honest. And so you're yes. either ready for that danger and the fun, you know, there's danger and fun and spontaneity and excitement, or you're not. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Travis, that's really great. That's a really great uh, spot to end our lovely chat. Yeah. I'll take that away with me and uh, think on hugely. But thank you so much. This, this has been fun. lovely to talk to you. This is and I can't wait to see your. I, can, I hope you bring burgers to New York after when when everything is. is open again. It's all in the talks. I really hope that good. it will happen. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Oh, thank you so much. This it's been so such fun. a pleasure. Yeah. And good, have fun in Bristol with your boys. And <laughs> yeah, God, keep fuck. us posted. <laughs> and the Bristol farm. If, listen, if there are any any um, indie boys listening, it's hello <laughs> yeah. at homosapienspodcast.com dot <laughs> We'll have to do a special. It should be Travis at homosapienspodcast.com yeah, yeah and, we'll, and we'll do like oh my god we'll make it like a dating special and we'll yeah. record all the dates with all the like all the oh. and it's always you have to go to the same farm it's just it's just the boy is different ah oh, what a darling Travis is I know aren't they amazing like there is a serene higher being feeling about Travis of like yeah you know just that's very good description i have thought about this i am just this calm peaceful um beauty about them and again i think there's an interesting thing about them that so many people we've spoken to recently have had these sort of epiphanies during uh the, during covid mm. the time away out of their normal lives kind of stepping back from perhaps social media and all that but definitely some sort of uh you know uh, looking inside and a, and a kind of a real yeah, an epiphany. And I think that's really exciting to be talking to people at this time. Yeah, and I, I'm also feeling like that I hear more and more that the cities are not the best places for queer people. And actually people going <sighs> back to their hometowns are having amazing experiences. And I wonder if that's because yeah. we used to have to go to cities to find the people who are more left field because uh, that's where they gathered yeah. but then social media happened and actually people know everything that the people in the cities know now yeah that people care care less or less i mean i think if you if you have to if you've had to, if, if you've had trauma in a place and you leave it and you go to a city to find mm. yourself and to find a, your tribe then it must be it must you must have a certain barrier in terms of how you think about that place you've left but going back to it i guess that's what's been happening actually these people we've been talking to they've gone back to these places where there was trauma in their past yeah. and they're kind of healing kind of because they're seeing things have changed there um alan <laughs> you've been a delight travis has been a delight and you've been a total cream pie oh. <laughs> 
Oh gosh, that means a dirty thing in porn, doesn't it? Sorry, I didn't mean that. It's not the first time I've been called that, Alan. <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Chris. If everybody uh, listening would like to um, respond to anything that uh, Travis has said or anything Chris and I have said, or just like to send us some information about yourself, just thoughts, you know, vibes, yes. you can you can contact us at hello at um, homosapienspodcast.com. Correct. Or you can get in touch with us on Instagram at homosapiens. Follow us for all our japes and fun. And then you can also write to us on Facebook and you can also review us on Apple Podcasts. And then you might win a T-shirt. Yes, you go to the Apple Podcast thing. You can win a T-shirt because mm. we review the reviews and we give a T-shirt to the one that is not necessarily the most favourable to us because we are very equanimous. Yes. But we give the T-shirt to the one we feel deserves to be smothered with love. All right, everybody. See you next week. Take care, brush your hair. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 